This is Ul Radio. I'm Jason Snell, and I am with one of the speakers at Ul this year, Kathy Campbell. Hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. So last night, you gave your presentation. You're feeling good now? You're all uh, I all can breathe. Uh, no more nightmares of having forgotten to pack all of my clothing and having to give my speech in the bathrobe, or fainting in the middle, or just kind of running into a wall. I had a dream where I opened the door and it hit my face. And so I had like completely black and blue on one side and had to give my speech then. And those are all done now. Thankfully. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So I can actually sleep while in Ireland, which is a bonus. So the storytelling portion of the, of the show, I mean, there were a bunch of different, uh, ways people approached it, but it was definitely, um, I think the common thread was sort of, how did I get here? Yeah. And you talked about that in saying, this is about the why. Yeah. Like, why do I do what I do? Um, so I guess to, to start, I want to ask you, what is it that you do? We talked about this on Clockwise, which we just recorded here, the, that you, uh, you have to explain what you do to people. But why don't you give that a... Get, well, let's, give let's that a go. Give that a go. Try, try. Talk to me like I don't know what you do. All right. Well, uh, my title is the Chief Off- Awesome Officer. I can't even say it, so I like writing awesome it. Awesome Officer. I thought you were a unicorn. I thought I know. unicorn was in your title. Well, somewhere. yeah, but talking is not uh, one of the skills that I list. Okay. But I am the unicorn sidekick. I enjoy helping people, and I enjoy getting paid for helping people. Mm-hmm. And, and we've already told you, business consultant. Yes, is business consultant. Sell it, but yeah, yeah, I like I that idea. Chief awesome officer, right? If I can say it, awesome, 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 unicorn. Yes, yeah. yeah, just the unicorn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 help people yes. with their businesses? Yes, um, help them with whatever they need. Usually, um, most of the people that I work with are either individuals or they work with a very small team. And so they need to grow and they need to get some help, but they can't afford a full-time employee. And most of the people that are able to work part-time are not people that will be able to assist them in ways that they need. So I come in and I have my range of skills, which is why I'm a unicorn, because I have a large number of niche markets that I have information in and I know how to research and get all of that info. And so being able to provide information for people that don't even know that it's a thing means that I have a very specific target market that is across all sorts of industries. So you, the people you need to, you help need help. They don't know would would it be fair to say they, they kind of even don't even know what they need to know? Right. So I would say about 75% of the people that come to me for a specific task end up hiring me for a different reason. <laughs> because they're like, oh my goodness, I have so many emails. I need help with my emails. But then, so one of the things that I have during my onboarding process is I have them do a time diary for a full week. So I have them write down every single thing that they're doing. What time they wake up doesn't matter if it's 6.05 or if they slept until 11 o'clock that day. I want to know what they did, how much they ate. Did they take 
a nice relaxing morning to kind of have some meditation and Zen or did they lay in bed and answer their emails and Twitter and are there for the next three hours and then they got to pretend to work. So by having them write out exactly what they do, no judgment. I don't care what it is. You need to know what it is. We can then decide and figure out what is taking the largest chunk of their time that they don't enjoy doing. Um, because I like doing very weird things that most people don't. I enjoy spreadsheets and lists and organization. And so most people don't like that. And so being able to come in and say, oh, well, this is something that I enjoy doing. How about I just take this off your plate? And they're like, oh, you can do that. I can hire somebody to input my receipts into my QuickBooks online. Yes, yes, you can. And so... It opens up a door for them to become more aware of what they can have someone help them with and allows them to concentrate on the reason that they started the business in the first place. Because it's not for the admin work. It's not for the paperwork. It's for the passion that pushed them to do and start their company. So do you have, do your clients graduate? Do you, do you sort of like <laughs> let them grow and then, and then they are able to, do you kind of like push them on to something else? Yes, there's, there's definitely some specific clients that I have gotten them to a point where they can hire a full-time employee. Um, they don't want to hire me because I want to go help other people and they can't afford my full-time hours, which is totally fine by me because that means I get to go help somebody else. Right. It just it sounds like a lot of your clients might be in that state where they're growing mm-hmm. and they're at a point where they need help, but they're not big enough to have to bring on full-time help. Exactly. And, then they cut, and that's why I said they sort of graduate. Then yep. they get big enough that we're like, oh, we can now, I, I now can afford to bring on yeah, somebody. Yeah, I think I'll do. make badges that is a unicorn sidekick graduate. Yeah. So they have the unicorn that has the graduation cap yeah, on you it. You don't need to give them a diploma. No, but. no, that you have to mail that. So you're, so when you're talking about the why, I, I when I talk to people about ch- doing career changes and um, and having major changes in their professional life, often there's a precipitating event that leads to it. It's usually in the stories that I hear most often. It's a, a precipitating professional event. Mm-hmm. It's it's something at work. Um, something bad happens at work and they lose their job, or um, or they get burned out. But your story last night was about the the why and the major precipitating event of all the change in your life, and it was your husband's stroke. Yes. So you had, and then you had changes around your life. Right. But that was, so was that the moment that in the end it just changed your uh, your approach to or or your or what you found valuable? Would that be a way to put it? Absolutely, because it was no longer. Uh, a career growth choice. Um, I didn't have dreams of a corner office at a business. Um, I wanted to be able to be home with my husband if he needed me. Um, I went from him being a stay-at-home dad to trying to figure out who is going to watch our child. So knowing that at some point I could probably be at home with both of them and making sure that they're still alive by the end of the day was the major push to figure out how I could do that regardless of what I did and how I made it there. So I managed to find something that I enjoy doing and I'm good at, which is fairly rare. Um, And so being able to find something that I'm good at, find something that I enjoy doing 
and that people will pay money for just kind of clarified what my path would be in order to get to where I wanted to be, which was at home, being able to take care of my family. So your priorities just completely, completely changed, changed, completely changed because my normal was new. Uh, what was expecting for the day to day? I mean, if you looked at my time diary at the start before his stroke versus now versus in the middle there, what my time and the important parts of my life went to are very different. Um, and it's, it's the journey that I've gotten to now almost six years later and I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, especially the only thing I would have changed is maybe a little note from future me that says, Hey, your husband's going to live. That's the only thing that I would have wanted, but you know, I'm here in Ireland. I'll be here uh, in Ireland for a week and spending a week in London and my husband's at a stable enough place and we have an amazing community at home that I can leave him for two weeks and I know that he's going to be okay and I know that my daughter uh, she gets three different sleepovers for two <laughs> weeks like she was so excited to be able to do that and over Halloween like what so knowing that I can leave them and they're going to be okay, especially because I have the people to help support and know that I'm going to be okay at the end of it. And when I go back, it's going to be okay. So that's good. You've got a, you've got a support system built up. Yes. Now. Yes, definitely. Uh, especially since my parents are driving around the U S in their RV and we're not able to take care of my oh, daughter. Hey, that sounds familiar. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what my parents did. Yeah. They how retired, dare they? They retired, sold the house and went on the road. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they would occasionally just pass on by and then we get them for a week and then right? they would go away again. Yeah. We're, uh, taking the first week of December. We're going to go visit them in Florida. Um, my daughter knows that we're going to travel, but not that we are going to Disney world while uh, we're there. So that'll be kind of exciting. Your, I, I was going to ask you. You sort of touched on it a little bit. Your story, um, and you. I was very impressed that that is such a tough story to tell. That you got through it, and there were no you. You you barreled through it. You, yeah. you nailed it, and that was hard stuff to tell that story again about your yeah. husband's stroke and taking him to the hospital and all of that. Um, and I that was that was the other thing I wanted to ask is is you know what's life like now and how is he doing now? Because you didn't go into a lot of detail about yeah. that. But um, obviously six years later, like you said, you've got a support system and you, you've, things, have, things have moved on from the... You put us... You really did put the whole room into that moment with you. I was, could definitely feel it. Yeah. I mean, that's... I wasn't... I was surprised with how emotional I got, um, but I had, you know, a hundred people staring at me and feeling that same emotion. And it just kind of overwhelmed me at one point. I was just like, okay, I'm breathing. I'm not going to cry on stage. I'm not going to cry on stage and made it through. But um, we're really lucky that we have uh, amazing doctors that we're working with and we have found a regimen of medication that is helping with everything that's uh, still there. So he is fully disabled. Um, he is completely paralyzed on the right side with the exception of his hip joint. So he is able hmm. to walk because they have a brace that keeps his foot up. 
And because the hip joint works, he can move that and just kind of swing it through. Um, so he's able to go from the bed and do a lot of his own self-care. So he can take his own shower. He can use the bathroom by himself. He can pretty much fix food. The problem right now is we are in a two-story house. And so he doesn't like going downstairs, which is where the kitchen is. So we have a mini kitchen setup. So we have coffee and tea on top of a mini refrigerator and then a little basket of food items. So he's able to have his coffee in the morning with the creamer that's in the fridge. Uh, he, we have the microwave upstairs so he can make soup or hmm. sandwiches or a variety. So when I leave town, my grocery shopping is very different than the rest of the time because it's stuff that you have to be able to open one-handed. So you have to get the soup that has the pull tab because you can't run a can opener right. one-handed. Um, being able to have sandwiches are huge, but for the mayonnaise, you can't have it in a jar because he can't open the jar. So it has to be the pop tube that you squeeze on and then spread. So there's all of these things that have definitely changed in our life. And I don't ever realize how different it is until I talk to somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah. You can't use a can opener. We have to have the special type of mayonnaise. It's totally normal to me now. Uh, and when I leave and talk to someone else, I'm like, oh, that's not normal for everybody. <laughs> right. It's just part of your life now. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he spends most of his time on the computer. He's playing WoW or any other variety of games. Um, he has a bunch of friends. So my brother is with me in Ireland right now. Um, but normally, the two of them they are still best friends and it's pretty fantastic to see their relationship. Um, but they have a group of friends as well that they sit and they talk and they play games. So my husband is able to practice his communication skills on the microphone, on the computer, hmm. talking to friends that know his story. So they're not going to judge him. They know what's going on. So right. if, he, if he fails in a raid, they're not going to like call him a new kick him out of the clan. Yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so, um, you work, one of the, one of the important points of this is that you work at home. Yes. So in a normal, when you're not traveling to Ireland or something <laughs> like that, fancy international travel that you are now, yes. Yes. uh, we're all fancy international travelers here. The, uh, the, the the normal uh, setup day-to-day is that you're able to do your work and also kind of check in on him and mm-hmm. and and do what you need to do for him and for your for your daughter yeah and it's it's all just happening at all home simultaneously so I wake up at 6 a.m every morning um, which allows me to have about two hours of work before everyone else gets going hmm. Um when my daughter comes is awake, she comes and crawls into my lap and we talk about the day. And then she's able to make her own lunch for the day, uh, make her own breakfast and get herself ready because she's seven now. So she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get the coffee started. But now that the coffee pot is in his office, he can pour it himself and prep it himself. So I don't need to do that. Um, the nice thing is, is he reminds me to eat. So he'll message me on Facebook Messenger to say food when he's hungry. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's one o'clock in the afternoon. I should probably eat something. Uh, So it's really beneficial. He is such an amazing support system for me because he reminds me to eat. He reminds me to take a break. Um, We have a support dog that is 
his dog. It is mm. very much this chihuahua knows his job. <laughs> and it's really funny to watch when my husband does walk down the stairs because this tiny little 10-pound dog is watching adamantly like he's going to catch my husband if he falls down the stairs. He's 10 pounds. That's mm. not going to happen. Um, but he knows his job. The only time he will come to me is if he has to go to the bathroom, which is great because it usually coincides with when I need a break from yeah. the, the computer screen. So it all kind of works. I get to walk outside, breathe, listen to some podcasts and just kind of center myself again. And then I can come back and tackle whatever project it is that I'm working on. So basically you're... Um you you have grown a whole system and a community and support in the last six years mm-hmm. to get and, and somebody coming in from the outside might be like, oh, this is interesting that they do it this way. But you've been able to do this and adapt and, and, and make your life and your your personal life and your professional life work all kind of. Yeah, and it's very it's been very organic. I'm not afraid of changing things if they're not working. When we first moved in, um, my husband shared the office with me, and eventually he was just like, "I got to get out of here" because I was <laughs> talking on conversations and I was uh, listening to podcasts, or if I'm doing something very menial, I'll have. TV show on the other side, but I didn't want to have my headphones on because if he needed me, and so eventually he was like, I, I, I got to get out of here. And so we transitioned the upstairs bedroom from our fake living room area that had the TV and stuff and just put his computer desk in there. So yeah. him and my daughter have their own little office that they hang out in. Nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and then following it up with more. (laughs) With more story. Yeah. It's always interesting to me to find out what people have questions about because, again, this is my life. Right. And I don't mind talking about anything. Um, well, all I knew happened. is what's in your Twitter bio, right. which is that you that one of the things you do is care for your husband who had a stroke. Yeah. But it was I didn't know the story. Yeah, I knew the outcome, which is that this is what you do now. Yeah. but I didn't know anything beyond that. So and it, it's hard to put in 140 characters <laughs> what happened. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really interesting to be able to share my story and hopefully make people think a little bit differently about how they make money and find out their why. Why do you want to do something? Because that can really influence how you do it and how you manage your day and what actually gets done. Thank you, Kathy Campbell. Thank you, Jason Smith. People can find you on Twitter at Mrs. Soup. Yes, they can. They can also find my website at theunicornsidekick.com. That's right. You should check it out if you need help. She yes. can help you, and then maybe you'll graduate. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>